I think even if you don't believe yourself to be creative, like everyone has creativity in them yeah. and um, it, it does come with practice and time. And I like often I'll have people come to my lessons or classes or whatever I'm doing or just at home and they're like, I'm just not good at drawing. I'm not good at that. And you're like, you are because your work is actually good to someone, you know, look, someone else thinks your work's good because mm. uh, there's so many different opinions out there and everyone's got a different taste that um you might not sit feel it's good but there is bound to be someone else who loves it and would put it on their wall if you know what I mean so um and again like you can't pick up something and be amazing at it right from the beginning like all these artists everyone that's you know pursuing any kind of creativity hasn't just you know rocked up and it's happened like they have spent years kind of or you know they've spent a lot of time and um energy to get where they are and I think that's something that often people that don't create think that um don't you know they just think it's in your blood but yeah. there's an element of that but there's also the, the 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 time and effort and all the rest of it that goes with um producing I think it's great to be just get creative and like put something on paper or get some materials out and start um playing around because it it's just well it's um <laughs> it's using you know part of your brain that you're probably not using elsewhere and it's allowing you to focus on that one thing get get um stuck in and completely like lose yourself and mm. um that is just it's really it makes you feel really good The Creative Jungle Podcast is all about speaking to and learning from inspiring entrepreneurs, creatives, and well-being experts. You'll hear about their non-conventional lives and journeys, what they have learned, and what tips and recommendations they have so that you too may be able to live a more creative and happier life. We hope that if you take just one thing from this podcast, it is a practical tip that you can implement into your daily life to make things a bit happier, more creative, or even just a little more inspired. The podcast is brought to you by us, Diana and Sam, a couple who co-founded MYO and Creative Jungle Company, which are all about bringing creativity to life and business. That's at MYO London and at Creative Jungle Co on Instagram. We've helped tens of thousands of adults get creative in our arts and crafts classes with a range of creative kits or during our creative thinking workshops. Could, Could you, you be, be next? next? Be sure to click that subscribe button so that you can listen to future episodes and check out the previous episodes too. Okay, now to saddle up, let's, let's go. go. Hello. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we have the lovely Olivia Huntingford, who was first and foremost an artist who started her art business in 2015, drawing portraits, pets, cars, houses, weddings, and everything you can imagine. She's also founder of London Makers Market, a monthly market supporting makers that was happening in real life, then went virtual, but is now happening in the old Royal Naval College in Greenwich, Greenwich regularly. Yeah. And we'll find out a lot more about that on the podcast. <laughs> She's been to the MYO studio a bunch of times too. And you can find her at Olivia Huntingford, H-U-N-T-I-N-G-F-O-R-D. 
and London Makers Market on Instagram and also LondonMakersMarket.com. We'll get into the market soon, but first we wanted to learn about, about you, Olivia, and your creativity and your tips for happiness. Now, I didn't know this, but what inspired you to study photography at university? I know you studied art, but I didn't realize you started it with photography. What inspired you to go down that route? Yeah, well, so I had a really good schooling doing art. I absolutely loved the art department, spent like all my time there. And actually, I got a scholarship for like my end of um, like end of year. I, I think it's the last year of my my school because I was it was for effort because I was there all the time. Oh, um, amazing. But, <laughs> but then I went on to do art foundation course um, at Oxford Brooks, which was really great. I, did, I didn't really feel like it... I thought it was it was really fun but I think just the school element gave me enough and it was just progressive you know on um, what I learned at school and um, and then from there my dad said I think it was all down to my dad he said don't do fine art yeah. so um, so I really love photography and it kind of runs in my family. Everyone's always taking pictures. You'll always see me with my camera at an event, a party, friends. You know, I'm the one that has taken all those photos. Focus. <laughs> so, uh, so I chose fine art photography. Ah, <laughs> nice. Nice little, yeah. Still a little bit of element of fine art, but um, I mean, the course was fab. I it was a bit tricky because halfway through I sort of thought this isn't really for me I I love the element like taking photos um and like being involved with all that and learning about the equipment but I think it was too there was a lot of emphasis on why you were taking these photos mm. and I'd always just enjoyed taking beautiful like photos <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up drawing in my degree and they actually allowed it so I um I took pho- photography as an inspiration and I was drawing um you know, appropriating photographers like Carl Blossfeld and um, drawing from his, you know, old photographs and, um, yeah, that relationship between, like, photography and drawing. So photography actually still plays a really big part in the um, creative art process. I'm always drawing from photos. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, it didn't really – it wasn't something that um, – Maybe I've, you know, I haven't really gone down that route, but yeah. it definitely helped and definitely influences all my sort of artistic and drawing techniques. That you still use now. Nice. And then from studying that, you've then gone and done a whole host of the creative careers from being a model, which I didn't realise awesome to being a freelance photographer so that's the university degree coming in and then PR and then now running your own creative business which I can imagine probably pulls on from all the things you've learned um, in those previous roles but what has that journey been like and what made you hop from one into the other? Mm, it's a really interesting question I guess it's been quite chaotic it would look quite chaotic if you when you when you when you read it I'm like oh have I done all these things <laughs> um <laughs> and I think the modeling came from um just meeting so many photographers on my course and getting to know people and and it was fun so I just love that part yeah. of it um did a bit of you know freelance photography here and there and then the PR I th- mostly I think um all my uh, career paths have been down to the people that I've met and yeah. um I like to kind of dabble and I like to be told that I'm good at something. So if someone's said, 
oh, I see that, you know, you would be great for this role. That's how the PR came into it. I um, yeah. I was working at London Fashion Week um, as like one of the interns. Well, it was kind of like running around for the events and it was it was really fun with the headsets. and oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> the power, met, the power of the headset. Yeah. Um, I met the lovely um, girls at JAPR, um, Amy and Jess, and they... They were just incredible. They sort of sourced that something in me and um, just from meeting at that event. And then we crossed paths again when I was working at Selfridges selling personalized Nutella. I mean, crazy. Amazing. And, um, <laughs> I was looking for jobs at this time. It was, um, I was like, I've seen that stall in Selfridges. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it's been there for quite a few years then. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like on the top floor and there was there was quite a few I don't know how it is now maybe it's changed but there were you know about six of us selling that it was just crazy yeah. um, oh my god yeah, there's a lot of people on the stand it's I don't think it's on the top floor or the is it floor. so busy is it, is it, yeah. was it? it was so busy I mean this was quite a few years ago um but I anyway I met Amy and Jess again and they yeah. were like what are you doing and I was saying I was looking for a job and they were like we must be in touch so I started with them when they were so you know new and it was just the three of us and they kind of I grew into that role and they they were so fantastic and I stayed there for four years but I was still drawing on the side I was um part-time with them mm. um and they did want they did offer me you know full-time role and wanted me to stay on and things but I think by that point I this was when I started doing teaching painting classes mm. for art night. And um, I just, I, I saw that I needed to be a bit more creative and move into something that was, you know, my own and that I was really passionate about. And um, so I, I left there, but that was brilliant. And that obviously gave me a lot of, um, uh, it just taught me a lot of things and um, I enjoyed, you know, just being around people and um, doing the events as well, because they ran a, uh, they ran the sh- a showroom, so we went to Paris and um, for Fashion Week and things. So it was quite. Oh, exciting. that must have been amazing to experience. So glamorous. I mean, it's not. But. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can imagine behind the scenes probably isn't as glamorous <laughs> putting everything together, but just being there. Gosh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was fab, and the food. Like, I just, it was, it was amazing to be able to go out to these lavish meals. Oh. And, I enjoy the French French food. I'd always get snails. Yeah. I've never eaten it. Yeah, I've never tried. How would you describe a snail? Oh, it's like chicken, but a bit more slimy. It's like a slimy chicken. It's like a slimy chicken and it's kind of earthy, but then you've got the lovely garlic Oh, in it. People do really, yeah. I think maybe if you just don't think it's a snail. Yes. It's a nice experience, eyes. yeah. And a nice bread. You've got to have like the dipping oh. bread. Oh, so, no, you, you must try them because I think once you try, you know whether you like it. And then if you do like it, it's, it will become a regular thing. It's a life-changing thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, and with that experience, what, on reflection, what advice would you have given, would you give yourself, your old self now, um, just seeing all the things you've, yeah, you've done and where you are? yeah. I think um, I tell myself not to stress as much as I do Um, and also to know that you are going to make mistakes um, along the way and not to take those to heart because I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I love to make people happy and um, I get a real buzz from that. But sometimes 
I think I care a bit too much. So that's what eats at me. And I need to find a way to detach a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that would be my, yeah, just to, (laughs) I know it sounds bad, but care a bit less. Yeah. Do you know what? It doesn't sound bad. And I think, I mean, I'm also a bit of a people pleaser as well. And it's something definitely learning. It's just, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you want to do and what's right for for what you're doing because you really can't please everybody. It's, it's impossible to please everybody, um, at least to the same extent. But and I think if you end up doing that, you can end up losing your own way as well. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. And I also one other thing I think um, learning to say no to things um because I tend to say yes to everything and I will I always come through I mean I'm not going to say yes to something and then um flake at the last minute I'm just not like that but to sort of lower the stress level it's Mm -hmm. you've got to weigh up these is this the right decision Mm -hmm. um and you know when I immediately wanted to come onto your podcast when you asked me thank you so much by the way um and I sent it to my family WhatsApp and one of my brothers said, oh, he didn't even know what it was. He just said, you must do it. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, obviously, I was thinking it too, but um, and I've just been, and I was like, I'm busy. And they were like, we need it done. I'm like, oh, I need to do this. Yeah. So I think once you commit, you've got to push through. You, I, uh, I, I, I'm not a flaky person, which is good. I, um, and saying no to some things is definitely better in the long run yeah, yeah makes sense Amen. not I, this though because i had to say yes to this yes <laughs> oh, thank you and it seems kind of on the creative side that you've not stubbornly kept time to do the creative stuff but mm. kind of you could have gone full-time in the pr job but you wanted to keep yeah. it part-time and you could work on commissions and yeah. things like that yeah and i know you're kind of like with time because you're quite busy you're struggling to do a little bit on the commission side which will that'll come back and it'll be all good but do you feel you're kind of destined to be making creative things and that's kind of the the pathway and I've jumped ahead on a question that's later yeah, in, the, in the thing but kind of <laughs> just because we're on the career point of view it seems like you're kind of like yeah I, I want to be creative and spend a lot of my time doing that and I'm going to make sure I kind of keep time in my week to do that is that fair to say? Yeah definitely if question it's a difficult one because it's very it's a very fair comment um this year has been so challenging and I haven't managed to I don't think stay as creative as I would have hoped um I was hoping that running my own business would allow me to sort of uh, you know share the load yeah have, you know time to do the creative and but I just am swamped in London makers market at the moment yeah. um and and you know have been for the last year because it's uh so as I was saying that I mean we might come on to this in a bit but like having a regular something even if it's not commissions because at the moment commissions are really taking a back <laughs> I find it so hard to um give up a day I'm just like no I need to be on I need to be on my emails I need to be on my laptop doing I mean we hear that completely (laughs) gosh we have yeah sorry to interrupt but like we completely hear that (laughs) yeah yeah do you find it difficult as well yeah so much it's gotten better I think the first year of any business is just reactive jumping on opportunities and you kind of you learn about the saying no more from saying yes loads and kind of the impact that that can have but you kind of 
have to almost just roll with the punches in the first year and then you kind of get a little bit better the second year and then mm. a little bit better the third year and mm. then the fourth year is kind of like you're all well i found at least you're almost the company is a different thing to you and i think for the first couple of years it's like you and the company are the, same, the same thing, thing. and it's like your emotions are all rolled up in it and it's like yeah so it's kind of it just comes with time I yeah think, to kind of the detachment a little bit but we definitely have you know you set it up I set it up because I wanted to do more creative things and then ironically you don't actually get that much time <laughs> to do it because you're busy helping other people and so yeah yeah it's so true and also I mean I'm following so many incredible small businesses and makers on instant Instagram for instance and I'm just plastered with all this great content, like every day, every minute of every day. And I'm like, I could be doing that. Yeah, I know. Oh, I could yeah. be, yeah. Oh, I... But like from the outside, from us looking at what you're doing, yeah. it's amazing what it's you've really, done. It's really, really like, cool. So many people going to the market, so many great businesses being you're involved in it. And then, yeah. Like, I'm going to get on to, to the market a little bit more. But mm. like, it's, it, from what we can see on the outside, it's going really, really good. Yeah. And you're doing a really good job. So. Hopefully that's some consolation for the for the stresses and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess kind of going back a little bit to creativity, why is it important to you and kind of what benefits do you think there are from being creative? Um, I think the main one is just switching off and allowing yourself to really immerse yourself in this creativity and this something you're creating yourself is amazing to say that you've achieved and I've done this I've made this from my hands I think it's obviously that's the end product but the beginning and like the process of just um being complete I just completely switched off I think and you're really concentrating on that one thing I mean it does take a lot of uh, specifically the uh, commissions they do take a lot of concentration and it can be very draining but on the flip side something like life drawing where you're where I'm finding that I'm way more kind of expressive and um, not worrying about each mark so much I really find it very relaxing and it helps me um with all sorts of things yeah I guess it helps me sleep it helps me de-stress um it helps me feel good about myself I think and also just being involved when you're on say like an online class with 100 people just all sharing their same experiences um being part of a community even though you don't know each other is really fantastic um I I think also just feeling you know that someone's proud of you for something you've like done I think that recognition someone saying they really like something you've made is Mm. um, one of the great things and keeps you going yeah yeah it's kind of like when you're getting towards the end of making something it's just a thought I can't wait to show Diana or I can't wait to show this person just like it's such a nice reveal moment when you've yeah when you've created something yeah especially as Olivia saying you've created something for somebody and the the way it moves them is Mm -hmm. wonderful yeah it's all it's always really difficult with commissions because you can't share them right away no (laughs) they're like presents or something and you just want to get it out there you just want to tell people you've done this and then you have to wait and then sometimes you forget and then (laughs) oh no yeah exactly (laughs) and and I guess on the commissions because I know people listening um 
there's lots of things that could be drawn that would be relevant for them. And I know you do lots for weddings and pets and cars and things like that and, and people's homes almost, which I think is really nice to yeah, kind of have a drawing nice. of each home or apartment you've lived in yeah, during your life. Um, nice. Do you have any interesting backstories, I guess, to any of the commissions you've done over the years? All of the commissions stemmed from um, just sort of one single dog drawing. I mean, they it's 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 been a I never envisaged myself, you know, drawing dogs, drawing houses, drawing cars. I mean, they're quite random subject matters, but it's generally driven by the customer. So I've done, yeah. you know, one dog and then someone's like, you're a dog you know you draw dogs and I'm like, well, yeah I, I mean I guess I do and then someone's like can you draw my baby or can you draw my <laughs> car I'm like oh you know give it a go and then that kind of you know rolls over and you do more fun thing and then you I mean I have probably found out that I really enjoy drawing cars I don't know what it really? is really the like reflections the color like you can't obviously get color with um I draw in graphite pencil but yeah um just the the different shapes and the kind of shininess you can create and uh, all the intricacies on the um, wheels. and Yeah, the detail. The, yeah. So that hasn't really answered your question. Um, funny things. I, I guess sometimes when people ask, often with houses and things, they definitely they want their dogs or animals in it. Like, yeah. The dog in the window or, yeah. you know, animals on the front lawn um and I've had one one girl ask me to draw a hat on their dog um why was that just why not yeah I mean I take that one that was probably that was quite a while ago I can't remember what that one was for but um I can basically put anything in anywhere you know make make um all sorts of creations from like two images just kind of using photoshop I like put them on and then I think that looks right and then I draw from that so nice. um wow that's really yeah I, I've two extra questions here and apologies have sprung to mind with this one is just a little bit around the process I know you tend to start with photo- photos photo- yeah photos <laughs> And then draw them. Um, so like a tiny bit on the process. And then the second thing is, like, I get the sense generally that people really appreciate drawing and kind of offline pictures a lot more. Because yeah. there was a fear when Instagram came in that people would, like, not like the old school stuff. But I think people almost enjoy it more. Like, somebody could have a photo of their home, but it's way more special to have a drawing of their home. Uh, sorry, when I say a photo on their phone and they could scroll back, but it's like having a physical thing that's hanging up, I think is really special. So there are two very long questions, but have you found that, that kind of people have more of an appreciation for mm. kind of drawing now than say five, six, seven years ago, mm. because the getting used to photos was kind of just kicking off in Instagram and stuff. Mm. And a tiny bit about your process, if you don't mind. <laughs> um interesting one I I think people like the longevity of a drawing in that um you know it's going to last a long time and give you pleasure from um reminding you of the artist or you know the place it was or who gave you it maybe it was a wedding present or um you know a big birthday present so from family members or something so there's something really special about um just creating I feel like a photo is, you know, it's a moment in time. It's, as you say, we're on our phones the whole time. We can just look at our our photos. We can scroll through on our laptops. They're very readily available. Whereas 
a drawing is is timeless and um yeah. one of a kind uh you know a photo can be copied so there's sort of different elements to it um i'm not sure if i'm really answering your question though so no no no, no you that are. makes total sense definitely um and i think it's just the effort and detail people appreciate that kind of human effort and detail and capturing something um and what about, yeah, what about your process? I know you said you mash up photos in a Photoshop, see whether it looks right, and then draw from that. Do you have, do you do any extra things or, you know, put music on? It needs to be in a certain room. I don't know. Yeah. Only on a Saturday. That's it. Only on a Saturday. Everyone I out of the quite, house. Yeah. It's a funny one with the commissions. I really love to just like bosh them out. And I, and I, that's probably why it takes a, a lot of concentration because I want to like try and get it done like as quickly as possible I don't know why it's just a I think it's you get in the zone you want to be there fully so in order to create create it you have to be in that kind of exact zone so I just basically try my hardest to you know do it for as as quickly as possible so you Um, do it in one sitting almost as in, could yeah. be could like six, seven hours. Wow. But it's just, okay, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's hard even to get up for lunch. I just, I just get really in the zone, and that's incredible. Um, <laughs> um, so that's kind of how it works. And I mean, I only mash up and use Photoshop if, um, if I'm kind of superimposing two images together. I generally ask for just one image because I think um, I like to translate everything from that image to the the paper so if you've got multiple images sometimes it just doesn't work you've got different perspectives and um different lighting um so often I get uh clients ask me can you um oh here are two photos of my dog dogs can you put them together I mean sometimes it works but sometimes you know one's just like a portrait and one's a whole (laughs) picture of a dog and you're like it's not gonna really work so well so I do spend quite a lot of time back and forth asking the customer to make sure they're getting me good images like high res I can um get the detail as well exactly I can only draw what I can see so um um yeah that's how it works really and what was the other I can't remember no thank you did you answered both yeah you covered them you covered them very well nice so you've told us about your drawing your commissions I just can't even imagine Trying to imagine being in the zone for seven hours. I'm yeah, absolutely blown so, away by that. I think so that's detailed. yeah, I think that's oh that feeling must be so good. And I can see why you say it's so draining. Um, but that's that side of your of your life, your working life. What is running your business like? And what rituals do you have to relax and de-stress? And I wonder, do you use creativity for that, or actually is it very you keep that? Very yeah, on that point actually sorry to cut across is like i running a creative business i found it it it's hard to detach from the creatives when you're yeah. doing it yourself yeah to to use it as a relaxing thing yeah like go do lino printing or like thinking of a lino printing class and, or like <laughs> do you know what i mean it's kind of a, anyway sorry no, yeah i mean what what i like about doing the commissions is often because it's for someone um i'm happy to give it away Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing but I have the when I'm creating my own drawings for say you know I do t-shirts and t-tails that's also a backseat at the moment um Mm -hmm. but you know um 
I can't give the originals away. I don't know what it is. It's something about them. I'm really attached to them. But whereas if someone's, you know, paying for something and it's not any relation to you, you know, it's their dog or their, you know, mm. it's so ha- it's so easy to give it away. hand it over. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, if it's your own, it's much yeah. more difficult. But, yeah, t- trying you- to... Um, break up the creative business side is is actually very challenging especially at the moment um when I last year when I went I was in lockdown actually for five months in the country um at my parents and it was the most magical time like I'm so happy to have had that um spend some time with them and also just I had all my art materials out. This was for the first few weeks. It did stop a little bit after that, but just to like create basically with nothing, um, nothing else. Uh, obviously there was worries, but I did feel very in a bubble there. And yes. I could create um, and, you know, the world had stopped. So it was, you didn't feel guilty about um, taking time off. And no. I am so happy that I got to do that. And that was the time where I was really like expressive and, I really want to go back to that because um, just having the freedom to um, just get back, I think, to more school days because at school I was so expressive and I just tried everything and I was, you know, drawing with both hands and Mm. all these kind of things. Um, And that's when I got back into life drawing, actually, and I was doing these online sessions. Um, So that has been great I mean this year I've been doing yeah so many and um met met an artist who does life drawing at Propercorn in London and yeah Bella Franks and I went to her classes a lot and then she started doing them online and um I've been doing their their classes basically every Tuesday they did they stopped for a while but Mm. um with We Are Furly and uh it's just brilliant to switch off and it's a nice it's it's good to just have that in the week and be like Tuesday night that's my yeah so that's night. what you do every Tuesday exactly yeah oh, brilliant. I try to I have the last like couple of weeks oh I will <laughs> when... and that, that's at w-e-a-r-e-f-e-r-l-y is that the right spelling we are fairly yeah yeah it's a sex yeah. app but they do it it's we are fairly on Instagram and so um I mean, Billy does a little intro about um, the app, but was, and then mainly it just goes on to the life drawing. They just yeah. wanted to create something for the community that's actually, it's they've done so well with it. They've been, you know, over 100 people every time. And, wow. um, yeah, and they obviously support the uh, models who haven't maybe had work or, yes. um, yeah. It's, it's Is it free? No. No, it's not. It's, it's super, super affordable. It's yeah. like under six pounds. Amazing. Nice. Gosh, with a hundred so, people, that's brilliant. Yeah. So anyone listening, check that check out. Check that out. Yeah. I think we, I did a, um, a talk with Billy. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they came to the studio. Yeah. Well, sometimes. So de-stressing. Oh, I know you mentioned having a bath during the day before <laughs> we were that. chatting, which sounds great. Yeah. Um, has that been a good uh, is that a vehicle. tool that you use as well? So when I heard it on um, the podcast, uh, Conversations of Inspiration with Holly Tucker um, yeah. and T- Sir Tim Smith, I he said that he he 
I hadn't had I I never really had baths before this and he just said take a bath in the middle of the day because it really relaxes you and helps you sleep so I was like oh this sounds great (laughs) um so I think you know that day or the day after I was taking a bath and not maybe not in the middle of the day but sort of in the day I mean that's allowed um and yeah it was just it really really did help me relax and I got the candles out and I switched off and I think it is a good thing maybe I mean even just a bath in the day it doesn't have to be like the middle of the day but if if you are feeling stressed maybe it would be good to get mm-hmm. in the bath and just have mm-hmm. a moment um or you know get outside I I think that's a big thing just getting out for a walk every day and telling yourself that you you know that is one thing that you've got to do is um at least you know 10 even 10 minute walk and um, we're really lucky that we've got a local a little local park nearby and I've been going there every day for a few laps and I've even oh, met nice. I've made friends with a neighbor because I'm obsessed with her dog and oh, <laughs> we, go, we go for walks now it's so nice on each episode we want to shout about a charity or social enterprise we are passionate about. Today, we'd like to mention Young Minds, who are fighting for a future where all young minds are supported through life, whatever the challenges. Children and young people with mental health problems are at the heart of everything they do, and we believe it's a very worthy cause doing amazing things. Find out more at youngminds.org.uk. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, that is so nice. I think that's one thing everyone has appreciated over COVID, right? The the power of a of a power walk. Yeah. The power of a good 10-minute walk just to clear your mind and like I think it just increases your concentration as well when you come back down, you feel like you can focus a bit more. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. taking a bit of time to like listen to your podcast or listen to mm. another podcast, you know. Mm. I've been listening a lot to conversations of inspiration. Mm. I think hearing and what you do like hearing from others and learning their journeys and Mm. saying that it's not an easy ride and Mm. you kind of feel a bit comforted that they might be in the same boat as you or um or you might be in the same boat as them um and there was another podcast I got really into and I've completely forgotten the name of it but it will come to me and it's um Brooke Castillo um and it's about it's like a life coach uh, podcast. And my friend told me about it in lockdown and I got completely hooked. I was over 100 episodes. Wow. Over, yeah, over 100 episodes I've listened to. And it really changes your mindset. I think it's a great it's a great one to listen to because you learn a lot about yourself and you can sort of find ways to not change, but alter what you're doing that might help you in like a relationship or um, in your business. Like it it. Honestly, it was the best thing I ever listened to. Wow. <laughs> so how do you spell that? Good. Just for people listening. Yes. Rook. I'm literally, oh, yes, I know what it is. The, um, it's called the Life Coach School Podcast. Ah, cool. Life cool. Coach School And it's Brooke, Brooke with an E, Costillo, Costillo, because she says it in an American accent, so I'm not exactly sure how it yeah, says. Yeah, how it says, yeah. Cool, no, I mean, the Life Coach School, that sounds really, really good. Oh, yeah. I must listen to that. I love a good life coaching podcast. Just uh, it's the advice that I guess you your you your friend you don't have a friend that's giving you, but you're getting it through the podcast. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. I think you always pick one thing up at least yeah. from it, even if it's like I'm doing the right thing and it doesn't matter what they said, mm. or 
there's something very practical that's that's kind of given mm. you always come away feeling better from, yeah. from listening to things like that I really love the Lewis Howes one you know the school of greatness do you know that one no I don't know that one. Oh, that if you like life coaching stuff I would recommend that he, he, he interviews just amazing all sorts of amazing people from athletes to celebrities and the, just yeah some of the questions that come up so so good oh yeah. I need to get that those details off you um but yeah I know it's it's amazing what's out there like all this material and you guys giving up your time to create the podcast for others is just it's really fantastic because it makes people's day just like listening as I say like going on their walk to listen to oh some, you. you know a chat to relax and yeah that's yeah, brilliant get a different Absolutely. perspective so moving on to the big thing mm. Uh, London LMM. Makers Market slash LMM for LMM. short. Yeah, it's been yeah. I guess it's just, it's a little bit over a year now since you kind of came up with the idea. And mm. it's, as we said earlier, it's been amazing seeing see, how quickly yeah. it's grown, how many markets you've had, all the great businesses that have been on it. Um, I guess it would be great to hear or for the listeners to hear like what makes you so passionate about it because mm-hmm. you clearly worked very very hard on it mm. um and yeah what was the spark to make you get it up and running and, and continue with it yeah okay so I think as a small business as an artist myself I know how challenging it is um a running a business but also like getting yourself out there um and in my market I try and you know give as much information as possible to the makers this was specifically online ones because I think they could learn like a tremendous amount um and uh I was you know giving them all sorts of tips on on things I was learning myself about because I was you know completely immersed in like Instagram I was learning about reels and I was learning about what was good and what would work and you know how the algorithm kind of um obviously no one knows how the algorithm works but how it sort of works and I was just reeling any kind of tips or videos I'd watched or you know anything that's going to help I feel like helped me I knew would help them mm-hmm. I know this is kind of not really starting the way that I wanted to um mm-hmm. but I think it was initially I loved running events and I did pop-ups around London and things and um really enjoyed the buzz and uh, meeting new people I think uh helping others out so that was the main drive and then um I just I just thought let's give it a go and I just created it not really thinking it would really be much and this was at the beginning this was February 2020 um and I wanted to just help help others and I'd met so many creatives and makers along the way like the last the previous year doing markets myself and um so I, I sort of built a little community anyway and they were all keen so it kind of spurred me on um to start and so then I started in February thinking let's do you know physical markets I had venues booked um even Christmas I had a big hall booked um and paid for and it was looking really good and obviously everything came and it all changed but um it was it was almost it I don't know I it blessing in disguise a little bit because I was so new to gain that exposure bigger exposure and you know get the presence on social um and make you know make me make a website and all these things I hadn't actually thought about and mm. um, that sort of five months in lockdown I just basically concentrated on learning how to build this business I watched a lot of um I'd recommend google digital garage mm. they have free um 
videos on you know seo and uh how to stay safe stay safe online and mm. all these different things in marketing and like social media and they yeah it's all free so it's great mm. great to that gave me a lot of um tips and things i also um got some help from their you know, business coach um and so then it was May that I was meant to be doing this physical market in 2020 and that obviously got cancelled so I decided to do an online event and spent you know that whole month organizing this and I did it for free so there was about 200 or 180 businesses involved and I think (laughs) I think about 220 Instagram stories like people like makers so 180 I didn't I didn't really envisage it being that much so I'd said I'll put everyone on the website blah 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 blah, blah. and then there's 180 180 makers on the website and um read that I mean I've never and you know I've never experienced my phone being so like buzzy and that whole day was just like I was on my phone like reposting stories and, and oh, it was great people gosh. yeah people did well and um that kind of spurred me on to book in more dates um and change it up a bit and be more a bit more selective and have a, a certain number of makers and narrow it down to about 30 so everyone could have room to shine and there wasn't any competing businesses I mean that's mm. a big thing mm. because um you don't want 10 jewelry brands you, you know mm. you want fighting over you know, each other yeah exactly and everyone you know even if you've got three or four candle brands you know one of them has a wooden wick one of them has normal one of them's made of rapeseed wax you know they're all different maybe their containers are different maybe one has um glass containers one has aluminium or whatever so um mm-hmm. yeah changing up a bit mm-hmm. and it was it was great it was really the community though and the people that I made friends with and met and sort of connected with through Instagram that mm-hmm. kept it going because every time I did one I was like oh, am I going to do another one and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then the BP when do you see the next one when's the next one yeah um and I've, I've learned so much and uh been really fortunate to have met well virtually met some of them in real life which is mm. so nice but fortunately um met a lot of incredible people that just keep it keep it going and that's why I always say we on Instagram and everywhere because it is a kind of collective I don't really see it as my thing it's mm. it should be for everyone and um yeah it's hard to say I <laughs> Yeah. And we sounds bigger as we well. It sounds like there's a big team behind like yeah. doing the actual mean and stuff like that. No, but um, it's 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 great it's that it's nice that you feel it's it's amazing. And I think that's just a testament to what you've built to feel mm. like your customers are part of that movement with you because that's what a great business does. It's kind of it, it builds a we <laughs> yeah. rather than just oh and, and it's not an individual movement. Mm. Yeah. And um, when I when I began, I mean, there was a question about the eco-conscious, um, mm. you know, sustainability element. I really wanted the market to um, show that ethos right from the start. So February, when I, you know, launched everything, I that was always like at the forefront of my mind when I was thinking about who to who to bring on. And I probably haven't like pushed it enough. I haven't been really. Um, you know forceful with it because I think there's such a fine line between like sustainability uh you know people just throwing it around and yeah. that's why I chose the name like eco-conscious because mm. they're all trying they're not you know they're not saints no one is like 
doing everything absolutely perfectly it's Mm -hmm. it's so so hard to um you know little steps are the way forward and even if that's just using recyclable reusable packaging or um buying from you know local suppliers and you know maybe you're planting a tree for every order or working with other organizations something like that it's it's the little steps and I think small businesses are really on top of it they um more so than you know big ones who've got a big team to work through and all these I don't know problems in their way whereas small businesses are you know one or two people and they can really think about it and make sure that they're um trying to be as sustainable or eco-conscious as possible with you know all that they do um I recently actually just got today I got an order from a small business of some earrings and everything was plastic free and it was just really nice I just opened it it was not it wasn't fussy it was just a bit of like pink um like tissue paper and you know simple but yeah. effective yeah. um and I mean I've stacked up with all my packaging here I just completely just keep everything to reuse or yeah. um or you know wrap pictures in to send to people or things like that there's yeah. just so much cardboard around yeah yeah yeah. It's, yeah it really feels like a big change is happening finally mm. because yeah small businesses are so passionate about it consumers mm. now are kind of demanding it mm. the next thing is the big companies kind of sorting it out yeah. like in kind of because they have they, they have a huge impact so mm. but it'll happen mm. I think it seems that mm. it's yeah the momentum's behind it which is really really good yeah definitely and but, oh sorry I was Go gonna on. say it was you know Earth Day yesterday yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Restore Our Earth was their um, campaign slogan or slogan 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 yeah and obviously, I think lockdown has been hugely beneficial as well, like seeing the change, seeing things come back to life in that five months that nothing was, um, you know, nothing was running, everything was at standstill, like really hit home. And I re- I just hope that that will continue because mm-hmm. um, but at least it's woken people up. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I love how much it's made people think to source more locally. Yeah. Um, and you know, instead of always just going on, on Amazon or going to big Tesco, just thinking, oh, actually, maybe that shop next door, maybe I'll check out their website and just order from them. And I, I really hope that stays because it's just, mm-hmm. it was amazing to see. Yeah, exactly. With the market, I guess, what can people expect with the market? So yeah. I know the first one in the new location in Greenwich is, is happening next weekend, mm-hmm. which is before the podcast might come out. Mm-hmm. But what can people expect in terms of the types of stalls that are there? Mm. And kind of what's made you so, what's Proud. your proudest moment been yeah. from, from doing it? Or have you been able to reflect because it's been so busy to actually take solace in the good stuff you've done and, and the achievement? Yeah, well... I mean, online, I'll just quickly talk about that because that was obviously all of last year I was running these online markets. And um, I think, yeah, it's like 300. I can't remember the exact figure. I think it was over 300 businesses that were you well, know, involved yeah. in. in So having helped out, help them out and made, you know, help them get sales, help them get exposure, help them, you know, get more followers and tips on um, the future they've you know gained so much mm. I think that's a real made me proud because um, I often get lovely messages saying how how beneficial it was um, and how you know 
they now only want to do my market kind of thing it's really yeah. nice to hear um but those I what's the question again <laughs> oh no. sorry so yeah what what's made you proud from yeah. doing it and kind of what's yeah. like generally what's a market generally like mm. in terms of what types of companies can be there you mentioned jewelry mm. businesses earlier but mm. I'm sure there's a real mix mm. yeah so all sorts it's it's really widened my um, knowledge of like what can be created. So many yeah. things. Um, <laughs> Probably write a book. Yeah. At this stage with your arts and crafts knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, artists, illustrators, candle makers, woodworkers, um, you know, people that make clothing, kids, you know, kids pieces, um, ceramics. I'm absolutely obsessed. Mm. <laughs> uh, just, you know, printmaking, uh, I've bought so much from all the businesses I've constantly, constantly buying things. Um, but then some, you know, later on towards Christmas, we had businesses that were selling like foodie products like um, spice mixes or honey or um, sweets in like biodegradable packages, things like that. So it is a real mix, like a bit of everything. Not Nothing has had like fresh food, so like bakes yet, yeah. but um a lot of people are interested in it so there must be you know they must do well at other markets if they're if they're keen to sell like fresh fresh um baked bits and pieces uh and yeah it's it's just amazing what's out there so these i mean it's a shame though because at online markets you obviously can't like touch or smell or do that so i was um I came up with this show and tell idea that I started in, I think, October, where I got the makers to send me things um, and did a whole live on it and then ran through the products myself. So I was telling people how they how they smelled, um, how they felt or, you know, just how gorgeous they were and like what packaging they arrived in and um a little bit about each business if I could fit it in but that was really good fun and those live videos actually are like the most viewed on on our like stats Amazing. so um it's really yeah it's good because all the businesses get a shout out and um you can you can kind of hear a bit more about the product kind of collective and it's a collective it's not just like an individual it's like a collective group of talented yeah. individuals making these you know gorgeous products yeah exactly um but then I can't really say much about the physical markets yet um but they will obviously have a similar range of products and um I hope it will just be you know 10 times better because you're actually there meeting the makers and I think that is a huge thing Mm. um and you the makers can fit it so it's with online there are so many factors um that can get in the way of uh, getting that sale in like pretty, clicking that buy button you know your kids could be running around you oh I'll look at this later and then you forget so with a physical market you can really I think um, just involve yourself in the customer as a maker like you can just connect with them so much more and um, hopefully get those sales in a bit better yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. And, and I guess with the virtual side, one thing that I think lots of small businesses didn't appreciate before this all happened was mm. that it makes you go global. Mm. So I'm sure mm. you do have orders coming in from around for the people world. from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. No Ameri- yeah. 
sorry I'm cutting into you yeah um America Australia like and it's amazing seeing the stats and seeing where people like all these little random places that people are tuning in from like Kuala Lumpur Singapore um all these you know like Honolulu Honolulu. (laughs) amazing (laughs) so it is and that's why I think it's important to still hope um still do a virtual site exactly yeah. have the makers who are taking part physically also on the mm. website so that mm. um that anyone any customers that are used to seeing mm. online can still shop and support um mm. and find new businesses mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah it's a really good name as well so nice job i haven't mentioned that but yeah london yeah. makers market it's mm. very just sounds quality and like that there's a history it just sounds like somewhere i want to go yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's good i mean it's not that inventive yeah um, it's but, like maker's market with london in front of it uh, but i'm glad you i'm glad you like it um, yeah, i think a yeah. good name just has to say what the thing is yeah like, really? i can picture people in australia yeah. looking for s- stuff they might know a bit about britain and they're like oh a london, london maker this sounds this is where all the good stuff is going to yeah, be so i'm gonna yeah. check it out um, perfect i love how mm. you know we've been talking about mainly about the kind of business side of things and how you're you're passionate about supporting the creative community and seeing them grow. Um, and you obviously have an appreciation of it being an artist, but I guess from uh, from people who are not creative, how would you, why would you say being creative is good and, and using stuff that's been created by somebody else? Or, you know, what, what, why is creativity good for you? Why is it good for the soul? What's incredible about being creative? I think even if you don't believe yourself to be creative, like yeah. everyone has creativity in them. Yeah. And um, it, it does come with practice and time. And I like often I'll have people come to my lessons or classes or whatever I'm doing or just at home and they're like just not good at drawing I'm not good at that and you're like you are because your work is actually good to someone you know look someone else thinks your work's good because Mm -hmm. there's so many different opinions out there and everyone's got different tastes Mm -hmm. that um you might not feel it's good but there is bound to be someone else who loves it Mm -hmm. and would put it on their wall if you know what I mean so Mm um and again like you can't pick up something and be amazing at it right from the beginning like all these artists everyone that's you know pursuing any kind of creativity hasn't Mm. just you know rocked up and it's happened like they have spent Mm. years kind of or you know they've spent a lot of time and um energy to get where they are and I think that's something that often people that don't create think that um don't you know they just think it's in your blood but mm. there's an element of that but there's also the, the 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 time and effort and all the rest of it that goes with um producing I think it's great to be just get creative and like put something on paper or get some materials out and start um playing around because it it's just well it's um <laughs> it's using you know part of your brain that you're probably not using elsewhere and it's allowing you to focus on that one thing get get um stuck in and completely like lose yourself and Mm. um that is just it's really it makes you feel really good to Mm. like think oh I've just spent an hour 
doing that I feel really relaxed so mm. I uh, don't feel stressed I'm not thinking about work I'm you know completely immersed in that mm. um, situation I think but it's hard it is hard to stop what you're doing and mm. pick up you know pencil and pe- uh, paper or whatever you want to do you mm. it is if you're not used to it it's yeah it, you know you might have so many obstacles in the way but um if there's something there in sight why not just um, try yeah play it and you know get a little plant and start just putting some marks on on the paper because it's all about mark making um and lots of artists have made lots of money with just a few marks on the paper yeah yeah or even just like do squiggles play with colors i think there's a weird People put themselves under a lot of pressure mm. with they need to make this amazing thing if mm. they're ever going to get creative. It's like, no, just some squiggles and color it in. Mm. And like, yeah, even just doing that for like 10 minutes, like there's science behind it. Just doing that for 10 minutes will like reduce your anxiety and stress ease. levels and yeah. you'll, you will feel a bit a bit of tension release. Just mm. I, I'm pretty sure it's about 10 or 12 minutes. Like mm. BBC did a, a study around it, um, which is really powerful. Yeah. It's like just sit down 10 minutes, do some squiggles colour yeah. in yeah. and you will feel better mm. after potentially that, that reminds me of those books you can get where you can just colour in um the pages very yeah. mindful yeah definitely that I mean that's what actually kicked us kick-started kick us mm. we were doing loads of the colouring books and you just think gosh do this for yeah 20 minutes and you feel so good and I used to actually cut them out and stick them in cards <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe maybe make your own needs to make a coloring book yeah, yeah. oh yeah definitely Gosh, like that's... different artists and then you color in like the different pieces yeah that's, that's a really Available nice idea this christmas 2021 but it's incredible how you guys have pivoted from doing your physical markets and now offering like the workshops and the kits online and things yeah. like that it's how's it been yeah, I mean, it's been. I think I think it's been fine. Yeah, um, yeah I think at bit... first you're like, what? We were because we started being very physical at first. Was very, um, very like everybody was like, what do we do? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really, it's been really, really good. And yeah, what you were saying about having a global reach and getting those random orders uh, definitely, you know, it's enabled us to have um cust- like customers and send kits out to Japan which was I found particularly random <laughs> um all over the US and yeah I just interact with more people around the world and feel like you can reach more people around the world which I think has been really really yeah. good and kind of we're lucky because we've been doing it for a few years yeah. that there's there is a lots of companies we've had in the studio yeah. that needed to do virtual things so yeah. that was kind of lucky and then we got mm. lots of, we've been doing lots of content creation mm. um, for a couple of brands, which is kind of top secret. We can't yeah. quite talk about it. Yeah. But, but yeah. So we've, we, we feel very fortunate with everything that's happened. Mm. Um, but are very excited for the studio to reopen. Yeah. Whatever that is. It is always is. nice seeing people and meeting people in real life. There's, yeah, it's hard. To is this the, them. is this the Barrow one or the Peckham one? The borough one, the borough one. Yeah. So we Mm. left Peckham after a year Mm. because it was just far too much work. We like self-funded the business and we're like, oh, let's get a second studio. Great. And then, okay, now we need to fill a second studio and get a team and promote it. And 
And it was like, it was going good. But then it was just, this isn't the life we want. We mm. don't want to be working seven days a week and coming home at 11 o'clock at night and mm. moving stock between the studios. There was a lot so of kinda, moving stock between the yeah, studios. So it, was kinda, it was good fun. Glad it was really nice to build a studio from scratch in Peckham. Yeah. But kind of after a year, we just said this. And I think that's an important thing for anyone listening, listening who wants yeah. to set up a company. Is like, oh. you have to do... You, the company eventually has to give you the life you want. Yeah. It'll be hard at the start, but kind of if you don't want to be working seven days a week all the time, you can make adjustments. You can uh, create that, a company that does that, yeah. you know, and, and keep, keep recreating it and tweaking it, which is what we're still in the middle of doing. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> changes every week. But anyway, enough about us. Back <laughs> to you. And we're kind of coming towards the end yeah. of the podcast. So kind of, it'd be really nice to hear, first of all, like the future. Mm. What are you, what do you see the future being like in terms of London Makers Market and your also commissions. your commissions and the other side, yeah. like 10 years time, what would Olivia like to be doing? Yeah. And then where can people find out about you? We mentioned them at the start, but we might as well reshare the Instagrams and websites. So yeah, oh, where yeah. do you see yourself in the future? And where can people oh. find out more? <laughs> um so it's a tricky one because I like working on my own. I have full control. I know exactly, you know, I can be accountable for every single thing because it's just me. Yeah. So growing is obviously it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um I mean I like it. I like it how it is, but I know that I'm taking on a bit too much for just me. Um and I know that I've got to improve in like so many different ways, especially like accounts and things like that. But yeah. Hugo, my partner, <laughs> constantly. Do you have a spreadsheet for that? Do you have a really? Yeah. Keep the receipts. Yeah. Oh, I've got a spreadsheet for everything else. But, yeah. So, um, but it, I mean, it's all pretty easy to like go back to, but it's a time saver, obviously, if you've already pre put in all the yeah. information. Um, but I see, I'm really excited about these markets at Old Royal Naval College and the fact that they've kind of given me this opportunity to um, showcase the businesses. I met them at Christmas when they did a small market there and I was selling um, products from makers that I really admire, like yeah. London Makers Market um, community members. And I just got in touch with them. And I mean, I started, it was basically wholesale. I was, um, yeah, so it was an interesting step and that's something that I, probably like to look into in the future oh, um yeah. you could go to other markets and yeah have a london makers market, market yes yeah i mean that it was so fun I, because i love to sell i love meeting people i love also the fact that all the products that i had i i absolutely loved loved yeah. so like there was no stopping me when I was trying to promote these makers yeah like, are you sure you want that postcard I want to buy that one yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was great and everything sold so well it was amazing um, I was really actually blown away with how well it went and um I've actually ha I've had an idea about a sort of online shop for a while so who knows that yeah. might be another thing as well um so that is potential. I mean, the market idea, doing more market selling uh, LMM goodies could, you know, would be really fun as well. Uh, I'm just excited to get these markets going and actually sort of move a little bit offline, like yeah. because it is all consuming. And especially mm -hmm. when like Instagram is your business, mm -hmm. um, 
it's very like anxiety inducing and mm-hmm. I've um I just too much screen time basically like mm-hmm. all day every day just um my eyes can't take it I've mm-hmm. I've uh definitely struggled a bit with that in the last year and I was never an anxious person so mm-hmm. I think learning to adjust and work out what's going to work best for me seeing how these markets go and then assessing from there is I don't want to take on too much and I don't want to uh, put too many um, goals in place because I think goals can be quite um, like not restricting but it's a difficult one because you want you want to improve but you don't want to be let down and I'm the kind of person that doesn't like um letting myself down letting other people down and so I think it's better for me it's best not to put too many like goals in place or it must be this it must be that because I'm quite a um reactive person I guess so go with the flow and like Mm. very much like if it's if it's working it's working and then so I'd, yeah I don't like to um have those set goals otherwise it just messes with me <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. and that's you know what it's that's totally, totally fine and fair and actually we've spoken to a few people who are not I think we just we hear about goal-driven people more than non-goal-driven but I think a fair few people actually don't like having that and I think the beauty of that it gives you flexibility to explore mm. where things might take you and I think that's definitely how yeah, we run true. MYA at the beginning the first couple of years was very much explorative because with a new business you don't know what you start with might not be with what you where you end up five years time and it's cool to see what it could become and being open to that I think is is so important it's it's a creative approach. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's really, sorry, that's really comforting to hear. Um, thanks. Yeah. And then people can hear from you. Yes. Where? Where's the best Instagram accounts to find out more about you and the markets? And the and next websites? market date, you sent something in May or June. Yes. So two accounts, my mm-hmm. personal art account, which is just my name, Olivia Huntingford. Um I also have a website as well where I've got all my commissions and everything that I do on there. So um, you can have a look at that. And then London Makers Market is the Instagram handle and londonmakersmarket.com is our website where we list all of the um, businesses involved. We have other things on there as well, blog posts, um, interviews. We do chats with makers monthly, um, which is something I started in lockdown. I was just before the first online market for about six weeks, I was going live every other day with another, with a different maker. And that, I mean, that, I'd never been live before. <laughs> it was um, it was great, and I learned. I mean, obviously so, chilled out. I've chilled out a little bit more now, but at the <laughs> beginning, I was I was a raving mess. So for anyone that's <laughs> looking to looking to go live, definitely do it and pursue because you'll just get better and better at it, and it's really good for you know your um, exposure and your Instagram. Uh, Instagram will favor you if you mm. if you go live and that's that's about it I think yeah so check those out immediately everybody that's listening um but yeah Thank Olivia it's been so, so nice to chat yeah and well done with everything you've done it's kind of 
Yeah, it's all, it's almost as well like it's all your experience has been bundled into this. Into this. I do PR, do photography, do mm. art, like it's um, event management. Mm. Um, I, I know you did operations as well with, mm. the, with the PR job. It's like it's this is a manifest, manifestation. And I guess that's partly why it's going so well. So it's really nice to see that you've kind of found your groove, I guess, and applying all the things you've learned. And I'm but, just so excited to see where it goes and LMM live in person it's just yeah so please yeah, do come cool. along I didn't yeah. mention that the um June June event is that, so it's the first weekend of every month um so we June July and then there's a break in August so if you can um <laughs> it would be great to see you and there's so many I'm already confirming businesses for July and there's so many brilliant brilliant makers i'm so excited oh amazing we definitely will yeah pop over cool (laughs) thank you so much olivia have a great day thank you so much dan and sam so lovely to see you so that's the end of that episode we hope you enjoyed what did you learn if you haven't subscribed yet be sure you do so you get first dibs on all future episodes Be sure to check out the previous ones too. There's tons of useful nuggets in them. We do the podcast for free in the hope that it is helpful to you. So any support is much appreciated to help us grow it. Tell a friend, your dog, your cat about the podcast. If you enjoyed it or even better, leave us a review. We absolutely love reading them. If you fancy getting a little creative, be sure to check out at MYO London or at creative jungle co on instagram or just get in touch here's to a more colorful creative and happier rest of your week you You got got this this, you creative creative legends. legends